Are you ready for an open discussion with the best of the best and the best of what's next? Welcome to the Tony D'Urso Show. Join in on a great conversation today with some of the world's great influencers as they showcase great advice and techniques that made them the game changers they are today. Now, here's Tony D'Urso. Welcome, I'm your host, Tony D'Urso. I interview some of the most successful people in the world, and I thank you for joining us. This show is dedicated to helping you turn your vision into reality. And here's a successful entrepreneur who provides insights and guidance you can use to move along your vision path. And listen to my shows on all the podcast platforms, such as Spotify or iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Just search for Tony, D-U-R-S-O. Before we get going, get ready to build your first sales funnel without having to hire an entire team to help, as ClickFunnels makes it super easy. Visit TonyDURSO.com slash click. More info on them and other great sponsors just ahead. Please stay tuned. Today's show is about coronavirus and eye care with Dr. Brian Boxer Walkler. Let's see what we can learn today. And at the end of this interview, I'm going to do a summary recap of what we went over. So stay tuned for that. Here's some info on Dr. Brian. Dr. Brian Boxer Walkler is America's TV eye doctor and is known as the surgeon's surgeon, since so many other surgeons come to Dr. Brian for surgery on their own eyes, including eye surgeons, brain surgeons, orthopedic surgeons, plastic surgeons, and breast cancer surgeons, to just name a few. He shares some important facts with us about the coronavirus and eye care. He also has some brilliant suggestions on businesses staying afloat during these times. Entrepreneurs and small business owners Please listen to the advice Dr. Brian is going to present. All right, here we go. Welcome to the Tony D'Urso Show, Dr. Brian. So great to have you on with us today. It's a pleasure. Dr. Brian, as I've mentioned in the intro, we've known each other for about 20 years now, and I very much appreciate our friendship. And here we are coming together talking about the coronavirus and eye care during a very interesting time. And I'm so glad that you were able to make adjustments in your schedule to speak with us about this. I believe this is some very important news for the audience. And just so we do things in a proper sequence so the audience gets to know who you are, I'd like to follow your journey to success a little bit. Let's kind of go back just a little bit, Dr. Brian. How did it all start for you? What's your backstory? Well, it all started for me when I got married and I went from Brian Walkler to Brian Boxer Walkler because I took my wife's last name. (laughs) You know, I didn't know that. That's very interesting. Yeah. So that's why I now go by Dr. Brian Boxer Walkler. So I'm one of the few men who has a maiden name. And very interesting is a juxtaposition to that. I've been with my wife about 28 years now. Oh, congrats. And I like the fact that I like the fact that she keeps her maiden name. I just it just seems to work and it just I just enjoy that. So she does not carry my name and I like it. Yeah, yeah. Go go figure. <laughs> <laughs> well actually now my wife goes by Boxer Walkler too, and our kids are Boxer Walklers. So there's only four of us. At least it's consistent. Yeah. <laughs> as I as probably have mentioned here in the intro, I met you some twenty years ago at at the Jules Stein Eye Institute in UCLA. That's where I started my career, exactly. And back then, you were, you were taking care of very unique cases and troubled cases across the country. Perhaps we could start there and tell us a little bit about yourself from there. 
So my, well, first of all, I grew up there in Southern California, Santa Monica, and went to UCLA for college and then went to Dartmouth Medical School after spending a year in Scotland um, on a Rotary Scholarship, which was great. And then um, came back after uh, medical school and then did a fellowship in cornea and refractive surgery, which is essentially vision correction surgery like LASIK. And then I got recruited right out of my fellowship for essentially the dream job of anybody just finishing their training to be the director of the laser refractive center at UCLA there. And I was there for about five years. And that's when I started not only um, doing LASIK and vision correction procedures, but I was also trained in doing cornea transplants for a condition called keratoconus. And that's really where my career took this huge trajectory change because I developed these procedures to treat keratoconus non-invasively compared to cornea transplants. And um, eventually I pioneered a procedure called Intax, which are these micro little inserts. So Tony, if you can imagine something really tiny on the tip of your finger that's shaped like a little smile, a piece of plastic, that's what these Intax look like. So we developed a way to insert them underneath the cornea to flatten the cornea because the problem with keratoconus is the cornea bulges out uncontrollably. So the intacts would help flatten. And then what I had figured out after I moved from UCLA, I left five years um, later, started my own practice here in Beverly Hills, the Boxer Walkler Vision Institute. That's where I pioneered the second important treatment for keratoconus, which is called now Holcomb. C3R cross-linking that strengthens the cornea non-invasively. And so there's been a number of things I've done in ophthalmology and eye surgery, but uh, I would say those are two uh, very important advances to help people avoid getting a cornea transplant who have keratoconus and in fact improve their vision and improve their ability to see better at nighttime, less glare and halos. And uh, lead a normal life, which is what it's all about, you know, for me with people with keratoconus. And, you know, I'm still appreciative of 20 years later, what you've done for me. My eyesight is still very, very good. And I owe that to your care and your expertise. So I just wanted to thank you again for that. You're welcome. Now on my show, we talk about vision for entrepreneurs and business owners, because it all starts with the vision for someone that wants to create something, accomplish something, and go out there in success. So kind of a little double play on word because we're talking about the vision from that point of view, but we're also talking about the physical eye vision. So what I'd like to know is let's talk about when you came about that, let's call it that idea, that vision of your future, what you saw yourself. How did that come about? I always knew I wanted to be a doctor and help people. And I was always really good with my hands. Like when I was a kid, I loved building models. Those models, you know, you buy at the hobby store in the old days and glue them and paint them and put the decals on. So I was always really good with my hands. And I loved doing jigsaw puzzles too. So, so I knew being a surgeon was also going to be part of my path. Um, but I've always, even as a young you know, boy, um, even through high school and college, been really creative, like, which is, I recognize, I do recognize, it's not a typical person going into a discipline like medicine. 
uh, that's more science-based. So I had also this real, I guess, amplification of creativity in my brain and, um, you know, doing things like even like making, you know, movies and I did stand-up comedy when I was in high school. So I had that other side of me. Um, and then what I found is a doctor, um, an ophthalmologist, is I would look at things a little differently than probably the average and that's how I would be able to sort of see myself coming up with solutions where other people like didn't see them or, or, or couldn't come up with them. So, you know, you know, visualization, you know, is also part of that process too. And I'm sure, you know, you've talked about that in the past, you know, the, the importance of being able to visualize where you want to see yourself and be. And that's sort of how everything came together for me. And Dr. Brian, what's your purpose for what you do? What's the passion behind this? I, you know, one of my really all-time idols is Ben Benjamin Franklin. And, you know, he, to me, like had such a huge impact on so many levels, you know, for society. That is still felt today, to this day, all these years later. And so, you know, part of part of it is like trying to sort of emulate what he's done and how he's helped, you know, society, but also personally, myself personally, believing that the purpose of life is to do good. And I remember I figured this out and I sort of wanted to try to prove it. I mean, we always sort of assume it, but I wanted to actually try to prove in sort of almost like a Socratic method, you know, how can I prove that the purpose of life is to do good? And so I had written an essay it was actually published a few years ago on the Huffington in the Huffington Post website that if we look at our body, the human body, like we have a lot of defenses to, you know, kill cancer cells, to kill bacteria, to kill viruses, our immune system. And if we think that those are all bad influences and the purpose of the tissues and the cells and the organs is to be healthy and to do good and function properly, then that's the way I sort of use the body as an analogy to help support, you know, the assertion that the purpose of life is to do good. And I, I do believe that. And I really, you know, try to live my life as best as I can, you know, believing that, feeling that and doing things through that lens. That's a great purpose. I love it. We're talking about coronavirus and eye care with Dr. Brian Boxer-Walkler, and you can find him at BoxerWalkler.com. I'm going to spell that B-O-X-E-R-W-A-C-H-L-E-R.com. This is the Tony D'Urso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Just ahead, the chat continues about coronavirus and eye care with Dr. Brian Boxer-Walkler. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. 
We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. Hey, guys. Short and sweet. Would you like to quickly create beautiful sales funnels that convert your visitors and leads and then customers? And without having to hire or rely on a tech team? Well, say no more. ClickFunnels is here. It's changing the lives of entrepreneurs and it's changed mine too. Start your free 14-day trial now. Start building your first funnel right now and join the 101,000 plus entrepreneurs who are actively using ClickFunnels to easily get their products and their message out to the world. Yeah, really, over 101,000 entrepreneurs are using ClickFunnels now. So start your free 14-day trial now. Start building your first funnel right now at TonyDURSO.com slash click. That's TonyDURSO.com slash click to start your free 14-day trial now, today, and start building your first funnel today. TonyDURSO.com slash C-L-I-C-K. Check it out, sign up, and tell me how much you love it. All right, we're back on the Tony D'Urso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Let's see what we can learn today. Today's show is about the coronavirus and eye care with Dr. Brian Boxer-Wackler. At the end of this interview, I'll give you a summary of what I got out of this, and I'll share some pointers with you. Stay tuned for that. Dr. Brian Boxer-Wackler is elected by his peers as one of the best eye surgeons worldwide out of 210,730 eye surgeons in the world. He earned the reputation as the doctor's doctor for being the choice of many doctors for their own vision correction, as well as being consulted upon by many doctors for assistance and advice for their own patients. All right, and now back to the chat with Dr. Brian. Dr. Brian, let's get into your vision path and discuss this. We have right now, we're in the middle of, I want to call it quite a bit of extreme concern, hysteria, some people call it, stores closing, all sorts of things going on. Can you help educate us from your point of view on some of the basics on the coronavirus and some of the things that we should be doing? So we have to remember, and I'm really happy that we're doing this interview, Tony, because what we're now going to talk about is so important for thousands, if not millions of people to hear, because there is fears are being stoked like a fire in the fireplace. Um, and it's causing people to do irrational things, to have irrational based fears right now. And we have to remember Number one is that the coronavirus, first of all, that family of viruses is not new. Coronavirus as a family has been around. It is a respiratory infection, just like the flu, and spreads literally no different than the flu and the common cold. So what does that mean? That means that we have to, and we know the importance of practicing really good hygiene. Like we wash our hands with soap, and water or hand sanitizer that has you know, over 60% alcohol in it. Also, we know that you don't touch your mouth, your nose, and your eyes because those are ways that the virus gets spread. Because typically somebody has the flu and they cough 
it's now the virus is on their hands, they open a door, you come along maybe an hour or two later, you open the same door, now you've touched the handle, you've got the virus on your finger, but you're not sick. But you forget, don't remember, maybe don't even care about practicing hygiene. You grab a snack because you're hungry, you've just touched it, that's how you get it in your mouth, boom, that's how you get the flu. This spreads no different. And that's a really important point for people to just remember that this spreads no differently than the flu. So you have to, and now everybody, I would say, is really dialed in to good hygiene. I mean, I actually call this hygiene IQ because this awareness and such high hygiene IQ in the country, if not the world, has never been higher than it is right now. And that's also part of why I think, especially like here in the United States, the risk of infection of getting the flu or the coronavirus has never been lower than it is right now because the hygiene IQ, literally, Tony, it's like Einstein level hygiene IQ, right? And, um, and that's the reality. So that should really help people take a deep breath and calm down and, and remember also the chances of somebody who is healthy getting the virus and becoming severely ill and dying is extremely low, extremely low. Dr. Brian, one thing I've run into on this virus is that it predominantly lives in the colder region of the body, specifically the nasal cavity, which is the coldest because that's where the outside air comes in, and that this virus does not withstand heat very well. In fact, it dies in heat, I believe, over like 135 degrees Fahrenheit. So in a warmer weather, this virus won't live. And that's pretty typical, right? We see that with the flu, don't we, Tony? Yes, we do. That you don't have flu outbreaks in the summer or the spring. I mean, well, sometimes it lingers in the spring, but certainly not in the summer. So, um, yeah, I mean, right now we're in winter. This is when, you know, the world is bearing the brunt of it right now. But, um, you know, again, the, you know, I had published a book a couple of years ago called Perceptual Intelligence because I was a psychology major in college. It was really a, a fun way for me to get back to my psychology background. And the premise of perceptual intelligence is that it's the ability for people to be able to separate reality from fantasy. And you could take the same event, let's just take the coronavirus, and you have, even among doctors, I had a, a dinner with doctors last week of all these different special, specialists in Los Angeles. When I walked in, and everybody's a physician, so everybody's like gone through a lot of training, and they're smart. Um, I walk in, about half the group wouldn't shake my hand and would like do the, el do the elbow bump. And the other half would shake hands because they're paranoid about the coronavirus. And again, the reality is if you wash your hands, if you touch somebody who had the virus on their hands and you wash your hands, you're not going to get the virus. You've killed it, right? So, um, but when you inject emotions, even if somebody is highly intelligent, you inject emotions, it overrides, right? It's like the override switch. 
on decision making. And, um, and that's what we have to, that's what I'm trying to help people do is just to take that deep breath, understand when emotion, when their emotions are overtaking them versus rational fact-based thought. And, you know, this might give also people a perspective, like in Los Angeles right now, there are 94 cases of coronavirus. One person, unfortunately, has, has sadly died. And of course, my heart goes out to anybody who's ill um, or having health problems or, you know, heaven forbid, passing away. Uh, my heart does go out um, for people in that situation. But in a, in a city of 18 million people, like the quad area of Los Angeles is 18 million people, one person has, has passed away. So one at this point, one in 18 million chance of you dying from in Los Angeles area from coronavirus. The chance of you dying and getting killed from an animal attack is one in 1.4 million. So you have a higher chance of dying from an animal attack than you do from coronavirus. Or other things such as act traffic accidents and so forth. Yes. Mm-hmm. But it is not as serious as people make it sound. It's just, it's just the panic. It's, it, I believe it's panic because of a lack of education. Well, and, and you watch the media and, and of course the government is being extremely, in my opinion, conservative with their recommendations. Now the CDC says there should be no people more than 10 people like together in a gathering. Um, you know, this is being really, really super conservative. And the mayor of Los Angeles a couple of days ago closed all restaurants, all bars, gyms, entertainment venues like movie theaters and theaters and bowling alleys, etc. And only restaurants or bars can have takeout. And I personally think this is an overreaction um, because the amount of damage that's coming from the economic fallout, is it's going to be disastrous. There are going to be so many companies, these small businesses going under and going bankrupt. And, you know, we know small businesses, once they uh, go under, they're usually not coming back. And so it's like, we think there's a homeless crisis right now in Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, just wait. We haven't seen anything yet on that. And so... You can imagine. I mean, the people are strapped, right? Right. That have families that have children and they live paycheck to paycheck in a lot of those industries, all of those businesses. And now the mayor has done this. And um, again, I, I think it's, it's a little bit extreme and the economic damage and the fallout and the complications of the economic devastation that's going to be coming here um, is going to far outweigh the Um, damage from the coronavirus itself. Dr. Brian, I really like the title of that book, Perceptual Intelligence. And if we go to boxerwalkler.com, can we actually find that book or learn more about it or even pick up a copy? Oh, sure. Yeah. You can just go to Amazon or Barnes and Noble. Um, I mean, this is a main, it's not a self-published book. I mean, this is a mainstream book carried by a publisher and it's available all, you know, bookstores, um, Right now, obviously, the easiest place to get it because of social distancing is, is online, like Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and you know, your favorite place you like to buy books online. Oh, good. I just wanted to make sure about that. All right. What else can we do? We understand, we understand some of the basic facts now that we've just discussed earlier. 
What else can you suggest people do to get through this? Because all I see is hard times ahead. And I hate to be the harbinger of this, but this is not an easy situation to pull out of. I can't change, of course, the government's policy. But what I can really hope to do is help people support those businesses to reduce the chance that they're going to go under. So like, for example, my family and I, every day we are ordering takeout. I mean, we have food at home, but we're ordering takeout every day to make sure from a different restaurant to make sure we support them and help keep them going um, or the chances that they can keep going. So I encourage everybody who's listening, order takeout. I'm calling it the takeout challenge. Order takeout once a day from somewhere. Um, and if you can do two meals a day, even better. Um, my staff, uh, I just bought everybody lunch today in the office, uh, takeout from a restaurant. Um, and now the staff are going to be doing takeouts for lunch as well. So um, that and, and go shopping. I mean, still stores, if they haven't self-closed, um, they are open. Uh, go out and go shopping. Go don't you know, try to live your life right now as normally as you can. Um, because that's going to help support the businesses and those employees in the businesses um, so they can still have a job. They can still have a paycheck. I like that. Those are good points. And just a little switch back to the eye care and the vision part. Does this virus, I just want to make it very clear. Does this have anything to do if, I, if it's on the fingers from your, okay, you open the door, it's on your fingers and I rub my eyes. Is there any danger there? I'll let you comment on that. It can actually, yeah. The flu spread that way as well, yeah. So that's why we say, um, of course, you know, from my point of view, is that my doctor like never rub your eyes, like never touch your eyes. But yes, absolutely, you can get the flu, you can get the coronavirus, you can even get the common cold if you have the virus on your finger. You rub your eye, the mucous membrane, like the white part of your eye, you will very possibly transmit it to yourself that way. It's not just by mouth and not just by nose. Those are very good points. I didn't know that. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah, exactly. A lot of people don't know that, but that's that's why you have to practice this hygiene. This is the Tony D'Urso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Just ahead, the chat continues about coronavirus and eye care with Dr. Brian Boxer-Walkler. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. Hey guys, you know the perfect hire can have an impact on your business for years to come, right? So when you need to find that next person to help grow your business, LinkedIn Jobs will match the right talent with your open role fast. I'm looking at LinkedIn Jobs right now. Job seekers immediately see a box on the left asking if they're looking for a job. 
To the right of that is a box for employers like you who need to fill a role. Underneath that is the LinkedIn fact that every six seconds, someone is hired using LinkedIn. Can you imagine that? Now, how many people do you think were hired while this show played? Mind-boggling, isn't that? Well, no wonder why. LinkedIn has over 675 million members worldwide. And LinkedIn Jobs screens candidates with the hard and soft skills you're looking for so you can hire the right person fast. Things like collaboration, creativity, adaptability. LinkedIn looks beyond the work skills and puts your job post in front of qualified candidates who match your business requirements perfectly. That's how LinkedIn makes sure your job post is seen by the people you want to hire. People with the skills, qualifications, and other interests that will help your business grow. It's no wonder a person is hired every six seconds with LinkedIn. And it's why companies rated LinkedIn Jobs the number one hiring platform for delivering quality hires. All right, find a person for your business today with LinkedIn Jobs. You can pay what you want and get the first $50 off. Just visit linkedin.com slash Tony. Again, that's linkedin.com slash Tony to get $50 off your first job post. That's L-I-N-K-E-D-I-N dot com slash T-O-N-Y. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn.com slash Tony. All right, guys, check it out. Sign up and tell me how much you love it. All right, we're back on the Tony D'Urso Show where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Let's see what we can learn today. Today's show is about the coronavirus and eye care with Dr. Brian Boxer Walkler. At the end of this interview, I'll give you a summary of what I got out of this and I'll share some pointers with you. Stay tuned for that. All right. And now back to the chat with Dr. Brian. I just want to give some advice, you know, also for anybody who's listening, who works in the restaurant industry. First of all, my heart really goes out to you um, because I I know that this is really tough. um, And for anyone else that's being affected economically, any other business for that matter. But I can uh, make some recommendations. If you work in the restaurant industry, please talk to your manager or owner and alert them to do this. This is really important what I'm about to say is they should contact if they're listed on Open Table or Resi, these two very popular apps, ask those two apps to contact every person who's ever made a reservation in your restaurant. And assuming your restaurant is doing takeout, if not, you must be doing it. I mean, this is the only way you're gonna survive at this point. You need to make it happen even if you never did it in the past. But those owners or managers should contact OpenTable and Resi and ask them to message every person who's ever made a reservation at your restaurant and let them know that you are open for takeout because that is essential right now because not a lot of places, uh, not a lot of people are going to be thinking about it. So they have all your contact. They have all the customer information. So that's an easy way. And if anybody here listening works for Open Table or Resi or affiliated somehow, uh, my recommendation would be to proactively um, contact all the restaurants that are listed with you in your app, verify who's doing takeout, and message all those customers who ever made reservations at those restaurants that these restaurants you know are doing takeout and in your area. Um, so it's it's critical for the apps, right, Open Table and Resi to survive too, because if they lose a huge percentage of restaurants, right, I mean, 
that's their business. Those are their customers. So this works both ways for the app, apps, as well as the restaurants. Um, this is really essential. That is brilliant. Thank you for that advice. And yes, we should definitely push that. That will help stimulate the economy and keep these businesses open. So I highly encourage everyone, do as Dr. Brian says, contact Open Table and Resi and let them know you're open for business and to let your, your base know because they have access to it. Yeah. I like that. And then, because uh, a lot of, and, and since this is really uh, a business podcast, this makes the point um, that every single business should be collecting, figure out a way to collect the names, contact information of your customers. 99% of restaurants, I'm just going to use a, them as, a, as an example, don't do that. And, you know, you miss out a huge marketing opportunity. I mean, let's forget about the coronavirus right now. Like, if you don't have the contact information of your customers, I mean, how can you really directly market to them? It's the most cost-effective way to market to your current customers. And, and most restaurants don't think of trying to figure out a way to collect that information. So, uh, but every business really should be doing that. If you're a dry cleaner, you should be doing that. I mean, I mean, usually you'll have it anyway. I guess you have to let people know that they're, you know, um, dry cleaning's ready. So that probably wasn't the, the best example. But um, if you run a franchise for a fast food chain, you should do that. I mean, you know, you, everybody should be collecting the information on who their customers are and um, just going forward. So my other recommendation for another group that's hit by this um, moratorium are gyms, at least in Los Angeles. All gyms are closed. And um, there's a, a spinning studio in Santa Monica called Revolution Fitness. And the owner is uh, Stephanie Moore. And she became very creative because nobody's allowed to come to gyms anymore at this point. So she's rented out all of her spin bikes to people at home. So, uh, you know, she can still generate revenue and people can still like work out, but now they have their spin bikes at home that they've rented. So that's just one example. If you own a gym or know somebody who does, please share this uh, idea of renting your, the gym equipment to people at home. Um, and then also to figure out a way to do virtual classes uh, as well. Um, you know, like the schools are using software for multiple people to be on at one time, like the students with the teachers because of all the remote learning that has to happen because of all the school closures too. So, um, like Benjamin Franklin basically said, uh, necessity is the mother of invention. And this is the time to start inventing because of necessity. Those are great points. And Dr. Brian, you are a foremost authority on eye care. And I would be remiss if I didn't ask you a little bit about eye care and just what we would need to generally do to take care of our eyes separate from a virus situation. So perhaps you could give us some, some advice on that. Well, I always advise people, first of all, go in for your exam, your regular eye exam, even if you've had vision correction like LASIK um, every year, because you need to have that checked. There's things that can be silently happening, like maybe start of glaucoma or some other problems that you would never know because it's, it's painless and you would never uh, notice it in the very beginning. So you want to get, go for your annual eye exam every year with your eye care professional and some other basic advice, wear sunglasses outside, absolutely protect your eyes from the sun because over time the sun can start to cause changes to the whites of your eyes, uh, making them red. If you have more, pigment in your skin, your darker skin, you can start getting brown spots or freckles on the whites of your eyes. 
Of course, I'll mention we developed a procedure that I uh, called Whiter Eyes, the Whiter Eyes procedure that can treat the discoloration on the whites of the eyes. So we have people come for that a lot. But if you can prevent it, you should. And sunglasses are really important. And make your kids, if you're a parent, make your kids wear sunglasses, even as young as a year old. They should be wearing sunglasses because that damage to the whites starts in youth. And um, sun causes other problems with the eyes as well, like cataracts, macular degeneration, skin cancer around the, the, the skin on the eyelids, et cetera. So always good to wear the wraparound sunglasses. By the way, if somebody wants to test their car, I should mention this, Tony, two studies published a few years ago where we found that the side windows of cars have generally really bad UV protection, even if you came with a factory tint. So we developed a card where you can check your side windows. So if people want to get a free card, a UV tester, um, just contact our office. I'm sure you'll probably give the information at the end of this um, you know, discussion on how they can contact us. But yeah, you can ask for a free UV tester card. Check your cars. And if you find it's not proper UV protection, you can have one of these outfits put a window film that does block the UV on your side windows. I will say the windshields are all good by law. It's the side windows where we see a big issue. Well, thank you for that. And do you want them to phone in or is there a place to go on your website, boxerwalkler.com to request that? Go, let's go ahead and give them that information now. Okay. So um, the phone number for the office is 310-860-1900. Um, to get the f- UV card, if you just want to go online and just opt in for it, it's boxerwalkler.com, B-O-X-E-R-W-A-C-H-L-E-R.com forward slash U like uncle, V like Victor. So forward slash U-V. And that's the page that you can opt in for the card. Thank you very much for sharing that. And Dr. Bryant, what are you looking to accomplish in the next few years? You've done so much in the past 20 years. I've known you. So I'd like to know, what does the future look like? Well, the future looks like still taking great care of people, um, helping them with the ways that we figured out too, where a lot of people aren't able to, you know, physicians, I should say, haven't, you know, incorporated these techniques um, that we've been doing, like for keratoconus. We now do four different procedures for people with keratoconus. It's almost like there's stage one, which is stabilizing the disease with the Holcomb C3R cross-linking and improving the vision with intacts. And then another procedure called CK, which is not for Calvin Klein, but stands for (laughs) conductive keratoplasty. Um, And then the second stage, when people have a higher prescription with keratoconus, and this also applies for people who are not LASIK candidates that have a high prescription too, it's called the Vizian ICL. It's like an implantable lens. It's 10 minutes, uh, one day recovery. Virtually all of our procedures is recovery by the next day. Um, So that's our keratoconus um, menu, if you will. And then for people that just need reading glasses, we developed a procedure called Fortified CK, where we use a procedure that has a probe applying little heat spots for people who need reading glasses. So this works 
exceedingly well. It's not really invasive because there's no cutting or removing tissue. And I even did that on my wife last year, in fact, for her reading, because she started to get to the point where her arms were not long enough. And um, I really like that procedure a lot because it's, again, so easy to help people read better. And of course, people say, oh my gosh, you actually did a procedure on your wife. What was that like? And I said, well, obviously I needed to have a high confidence level in this procedure because she's really critical and I have to come home to her every day. <laughs> um, and then we also do, um, we've combined uh, the cross-linking with LASIK, so we call it fortified LASIK for stigmatism um, as well as nearsightedness and farsightedness. And then we uh, also do advanced cataract surgery uh, for people who get cataracts and need the lens replacement. Uh, we do that as well. And, um, you know, the last thing where we've really pioneered as well is in dry eye treatments. Um, there's a condition called blepharitis, uh, specifically meibomian gland dysfunction, where the eyelid, eyelid glands get clogged and inflamed. And so we pioneered a treatment using testosterone cream that you apply. And I have the, actually, I have the same condition um, that I'm talking about. I have this blepharitis as well. And so we um, clean out the glands with a little device here in the office. And people apply a grain, grain of rice amount of testosterone to the skin on the eyelids that keeps the glands 95% of the time working well and not being inflamed and resolving those dry eye complaints. And that's a, that was a huge breakthrough, Tony, because meibomian gland blepharitis is a chronic condition normally. You know, I mean, we've had, for example, you know, women who usually get it come in after suffering for 20 years, going to like all these different eye doctors, just, you know, getting Band-Aid treatments. But our testosterone is based on Harvard Medical School research that found that these oil glands in the eyelids, you're not going to believe this have testosterone receptors and as we get older we don't make enough testosterone and guess what happens the glands don't get enough they start getting inflamed that's this chronic problem that can last for decades dr brian is that what creates the sty in the eye exactly a gland that balloons out is a sty that's exactly what a sty is too so it's just a little bit of testosterone. Well, that's amazing. And this is administered at your office or could somebody order it and apply it at home? Well, it comes from a compounded pharmacy that we use. So we have to see people to evaluate them in order to prescribe it. That's why we have people even fly in from, well, people fly in from out of town for all the different procedures uh, because of the way we do this. But people also come in like that same way from out of town, even for dry eye treatments because, um, we you know know how to do this. We pioneered it, and, um, and they just you know keep on the cream. Like I've been doing this cream myself now, I'd say for like 14 years, um, and it's kept my dry eyes you know resolved. Don't even feel my eyes anymore. I mean, it's been like that for 14 years. So absolutely amazing. You never cease to amaze me. <laughs> well, we're just trying to help people, right? And um, yeah, you know, I just don't get bogged down by what other people are thinking and doing. Um, and just, you know, follow the path I know is the right path to help people. And sometimes it got me in trouble, you know, really it has, because when you buck the system, sometimes the system and the people who represent the system don't like that. Like I, when I was pioneering for keratoconus, 
the Holcomb C3R cross-linking. It's a vitamin solution with a light that strengthens the cornea. Well, I figured out how to do it non-invasively. And I had all these cornea transplant surgeons, number of them colleagues of mine, starting to attack me because I was preventing people from needing cornea transplants. Um, and so sometimes, it, like I said, it's not always the most popular position. Um, like the pioneers are usually not the ones who get the glamour, but they go out and come back from the covered wagon with arrows in their back. This is the Tony D'Urso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Just ahead, the chat continues about coronavirus and eye care with Dr. Brian Boxer-Walkler. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey Alexa! Hey Google! Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. You're listening to The Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers. We'd love to hear from you via email. Be sure to send questions and comments to Tony at TonyD'Urso.com. Now, back to Tony and his guests. All right, we're back on The Tony D'Urso Show where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Let's see what we can learn today. Today's show is about the coronavirus and eye care with Dr. Brian Boxer-Walkler. At the end of this interview, I'll give you a summary of what I got out of this, and I'll share some pointers with you. Stay tuned for that. Dr. Brian Boxer-Walkler wrote Perceptual Intelligence, the brain's secret to seeing past illusion, misperception, and self-deception. You can get it anywhere where books are sold. And now back to the chat with Dr. Brian. I gave a TEDx talk, actually. I was asked to give a TEDx talk about my journey and uh, with the keratoconus things I developed. And um, uh, so people can find that on YouTube if you search my name in TEDx. But um, it was really Stephen Holcomb, the U.S. bobsledder, who I uh, had treated his keratoconus. And when he came back out of retirement and won the gold medal at the Vancouver Olympics in 2010, I mean, that really turned it around for me um, in my career at that point because of how so many people in the medical ophthalmology medical establishment weren't happy with me. Excellent. Because I was preventing cornea transplants, and um, so yeah, so that was that was a really amazing experience, you know, to help Stephen win that gold medal, uh, you know, at the Olympics in Vancouver, and bobsled. He bobsled. That's extraordinary. And Dr. Brian, are there any personal habits that contribute to the vision success of you, your life, your business? I exercise a lot. I think it's really important to you know keep physically fit. You know, lead a health, healthy lifestyle. Um, I personally don't drink really alcohol, um, and, um, you know, I don't really drink much caffeine, although <laughs> when we're on family vacation, my sister-in-law gives me a hard time because I'm always like, you know, bumming sips of coffee off of her <laughs> when I'm on vacation. <laughs> but, um, you know, just, I don't smoke, uh, you know, like to spend time with my family. I've got two twin daughters who are almost 14. 
I've been married like yourself for, for many years. You know, we got married in 1993. So, um, you know, I think, you know, keeping sight on, you know, the family, importance of family, um, despite what you're doing professionally is, is also important to have that balance. Thank you for that. And we've talked about a couple of good resources, but I always ask at the very end, are there any great resources that you would like to share with our audience success squad? I don't know if you've ever talked about Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. Yes, it, it's come up quite a bit. It's, it's amazing stuff. And I love masterminds myself because you can really get incredible help from doing that. What would you like to add to that, please? Well, I think that, you know, lays out a blueprint for a lot of people's success um, and particularly the visualization component. I talk about it. There's a chapter about that also in the Perceptual Intelligence book about visualizing. Um, a lot of people in sports use it. A lot of successful people in business um, use it as well. And I think that visualization um, process also helps contribute to people achieving the goals, whatever goals they want to achieve. Thank you so much. Once again, we talked about coronavirus and eye care with Dr. Brian Boxer-Walkler, and you can find him at boxerwalkler.com, B-O-X-E-R-W-A-C-H-L-E-R. Dr. Brian, thank you so much for spending some time with us. You've shared a lot of great information. I can't wait for my audience to get this. It's definitely going to help them out. Thank you, Tony. And and I just want to finish with the coronavirus because the country's in the throes of this right now is just keep in mind what we talked about, you know, how this spreads. It's the good hygiene practice. And right now, the country has never had a higher level of hygiene IQ, as I call it, than now. So, um, and we're going to see the benefits of that for years, if not decades, to in the future, because there's, I predict there's going to be a lot less flu next year because we have such high hygiene IQ right now. So, so just remember the facts and try not to get caught up with the emotion and the hype that you're seeing in the media as well. Once again, thank you so much, Dr. Brian. Hey, Success Squad. Thanks for hanging out with me while I featured an elite entrepreneur who took his vision to reality. I hope this was as inspiring for you as it was for me to do this interview. I learned so much. The insights are so valuable. So how did you like it? We talked about the coronavirus and eye care with Dr. Brian Boxer-Walkler. As the doctor's doctor for many doctors who choose Dr. Brian, you can tell from his early roots how well he regards people and how he tries to do good in his life, which he considers is the purpose of life. I am impressed at the outset of how Benjamin Franklin had such a good impression on him. He's been one of my favorites too. Those are such simple methods to prevent the virus, the cold and the flu, that it's a wonder more people don't do them. But now it is a different world and much more awareness has been brought to this. I know we will see a lot more changes in the future ahead. Everyone's hygiene IQ has greatly increased due to the recent events. I believe Dr. Brian on this completely. The risk of getting the coronavirus has never been lower due to the increased awareness it has the world over. I like his book, Perceptual Intelligence. It's the ability for people to be able to separate reality from fantasy. It's so true how emotion overrides what we believe should be the best way to do something. It seems to throw a switch and takes control on decision making. Can you control your emotions and make logical decisions no matter what's going on around you? I'm certain that if we practice on that, 
that we will all be more successful in our life, career, and businesses. Of that, there can be no doubt. Get Dr. Brian's book on perceptual intelligence and learn more about this and how you can rise above emotional control. The book is available anywhere books are sold. His solution on helping businesses in your area is brilliant. His family orders takeouts every day to help local restaurants. The Takeout Challenge. I highly advise you adopt this if you have the means to do so. If this is within your means, I urge you to show your compassion and help your local businesses stay afloat. If a dozen of you ordered takeouts in your area every day, that would keep things going a lot better, would it not? Ponder this and see what you can do to help them. God made us all equal. Please help your fellow man as best you can. Again, great recommendations if you work in a restaurant is to contact Open Table and Resi and message every person who has ever made a reservation at your restaurant. Great advice. And if you work for those apps, follow Dr. Brian's suggestion and proactively contact the restaurants listed with you in your app and help see those doing takeouts get their past customers contacted as well. And for all businesses that are open or intend to stay open during this current crisis, do you have the email address of your customers? Or can you get it somehow and message them? Great advice also if your place of business is temporarily closed and you own a gym or have any equipment that you can rent out for people to use at their home. Brilliant advice. There's so much more I got out of this interview. What did you get? I'd love to know how you use this information to help you in your business or career. Reach out to me. Okay, guys, now grab hold of your vision. Decide you're either going to start something great or take it to the next level. You have to decide first. It always starts with the decision. And you can get my vision map to help you along the process. The free ebook is at TonyDurso.com. And yes, this will help you in the current crisis. Absolutely. Now, I created my empire in just a few years. That's all it took. I had the vision map as my guide. I wrote it up so you can do it too. And once again, check out my shows on Spotify, all designed to help you get to the next level in your business or career. Let's help you move on your journey to success. And if you have iTunes or access to any Apple device, look up my name, Tony, D-U-R-S-O, and subscribe to my show. A kind review there will get you tremendous appreciation back in return. Thanks and remember, just take action. Success awaits those who persevere and remain steadfast despite the odds. Sow good seeds, do good deeds, and join me on the next episode of The Tony D'Urso Show. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of The Tony D'Urso Show with his key influencers. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. 